0: you for joining us for another episode of The Next Stop is the Best Stop. We're back. We're going to take you on a ride. Uh, Jason and I are here. Uh, This is going to be an episode to talk about current events, but also about how we view remote work in cities such as Atlanta, where we don't have enough transit or reliable transit or you know transit network and what does that mean um you know when it time when people are talking about coming back to work so we're going to tell you how to navigate through those things but first off jason how was your week
1: oh my goodness it has been a a wild ride i think for this week especially given current events but also just staffing changes on the work side and we have lots of work going on and fewer people to do it so we're you know it's a time of struggle to be honest with you right now on so many levels right
0: right I know I know can you hear me I think I hit my mute button but can you hear me Mm -hmm. yeah okay good Mm -hmm. yeah I it has been a week right uh less to do with um my own personal life more to do with what's going on in this country i do want to give a shout out to my brother who just retired from the military from the air force 21 years so we uh saw him through that milestone so we're you know anxiously awaiting to see what his next moves are going to be so glad he's back and and free from all of that uh so that's good Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Congratulations. For yes,
0: sure. for sure. For
1: sure. For your service as well. Thank yes,
0: you. that's that's what we told him. And I thanked him for coming home to bring life back into my dad, who is just like overjoyed to have his son home, you know, and uh, so he has a partner in crime now. So <laughs> right,
1: right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. But um, yes, a lot going on in the country. Most of us know the Supreme Court is like handing out uh, rulings like Skittles, right? Like they don't even care. Like it is, you know, how Cedric the Entertainer was in, was a Kings of Comedy, and you know, you were at a wedding and you were eating the, um, the, the seed. uh, what, what, what was he eating? God, the sunflower seeds. Yeah, the, some, it feels yep. like they are throwing out sunflower seed rulings. Like it is just coming at us. And uh, is, uh, our new Katanji, is she on the, uh, Supreme Court already? Is she a part of the rulings?
1: I think her term hasn't begun.
0: Her term hasn't begun. Because I've been seeing pictures. I'm like, okay, where's the black lady? Mm. (laughs) You know? Okay. I was wondering. um, Not that her presence would change anything. You know, who she's replacing is voting the same way she would. But um, I just, you know, we uh, heard they knocked down the New York uh, state gun law. Uh, restriction they knocked down Roe versus Wade Uh, they knocked down having to recite Miranda rights Um, it kind of reminds me of you know how Italy and and Germany went down in the 30s and how fascism doesn't take a long time it is small incremental steps but they happen before your eyes and by the time you see the big kabang it's too late. Right. But because we don't teach history in this country, people don't understand that they don't respect the power of history. And I'm a big history person. And um, I think what I, I want to do for a, a an upcoming episode, I don't know, maybe this is bad, but have men and women come on to take uh, kind of like a quiz. Right. We pick several of our friends and give them a quiz on kind of like the reproductive system for both men and women to really get out there. Do people really understand how their reproductive system works, right? Uh, We have a lot of people making decisions that don't know how the reproductive system works. And this sad. Right. It's really, really sad. They're making monumental decisions without really, really knowing. I've been on Twitter all morning, just like you've been on your social media uh, newspapers and all that good stuff. And one guy was like, he didn't even know what a DNC was, that that's Mm. basically Mm -hmm. an abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had I've had a DNC before uh, because I had, you know, when they clean your uterus out. Mm -hmm. Um, when you have fibroids, I -hmm. had a fibroid blocking my fallopian tube. So that was causing a lot of bleeding. So they had to clean my uterus out. You know, a lot of times when you have a miscarriage, they have to give you a DNC. They have to clean you out. He was like, what is that? I was like, Oh dear God, those things happen all time the time to women yep. when you can have two or three miscarriages before you have a baby, three, four, five, six, seven, however many, it's a sad situation that many women and a lot of them go through by themselves. Then they're then their partner. They suffer in silence. Yep. And I, and I think that's the key here, um, is to, for more men to speak up that have benefited from their partner having the choice About their bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, um, how it changed their lives, how they might have been teenagers or in college or, you know, not working at the time and having to uh, take that option because it was available and it was not illegal and how it changed their lives. Um, It'd be different if we lived in a country where we had the social safety nets. And, you know, I won't belabor the point, but we all know this. I'm preaching to the choir. Many of you who are listening probably feel the same way. And if you don't, you know, there's room to disagree. But until you go through a pregnancy, and I've been through two, <laughs> mm. oh my God, let me tell you, your body is not yours. Your time is not yours. And, You know, the things that happen to your body are not under your control. It is one of the scariest things that you can go through. It is beautiful. Life is beautiful. But bringing life into this world is not something to sneeze at. It's not easy. It's not something that's given to everyone. And I just want people to understand the gravity of that. Because already as a planner, I struggle with finding childcare after Mm -hmm. hours. I can't take jobs because I can't travel because of childcare, because right. of I, I'm not around my family. My husband works 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And so it's these considerations. I, am, I make pretty decent money, right? And so, mm-hmm. and I still can't afford the childcare that I need. So yeah. bringing a life into this world is a big decision. And if you, as a human, and a human as an animal, decides to have sex, you could, Hey, come out with a, you know, an egg and a sperm coming together before it's actually a breathing human. You have some decisions to make and everybody has a right to that decision. You know, Um, my husband was like, well, you know, I believe in, you know, a woman's right to choose. But what if we I, I get someone pregnant and I don't want her to have an abortion? And I said, that is your responsibility to make sure you don't have sex with someone you don't know their position on having children mm-hmm. before you lay down, make sure you know someone's position because at that point you don't know her and she doesn't know you. So she has a right to her body. He was like, right. okay, understood that. He said, what if I'm in a relationship and the woman decides to have an abortion and I didn't want her to, I said, you have got bigger problems. That means you have communication issues,
1: right? If you did, if you're not aware of, those important and y'all in a relationship
0: yeah Yeah. and you're in a relationship are you in a relationship are you talking about the right things Mm -hmm. i really Mm -hmm. feel like we don't have and and, and let me tell you you only get six to eight weeks off from your job if you're working a white collar job not if you're working down at the, the the dollar store or you're at a cafeteria you don't have Uh, uh, You know, you you might be someone that's a custodian, you know, just a minimum wage, low level, low paying job where you don't have benefits. I've had cousins to go back to work a week after having a baby can't breastfeed because their job doesn't allow it. You know what I mean? And so there are lots of considerations. And a lot of people say, well, women should just keep their legs closed. There are two in this party. Right. There are two in this party. And so both people animals make decisions and humans are animals and those decisions are not always great so we live in a world that's not kind to children and because we live in a world that's not kind to children and that we don't uh, think it's important for them to have uh, education that's paid through technical school we don't think or high school even that right like quality education We don't think it's important to educate children. We don't think it's important to make sure that they're fed. We don't think it's important to make sure that they have adequate health care throughout their growing years. This is not the place for a child. I'm going to be honest. I worry about my children all the time. This country is not the place for a child. They do not love children here, they love sales, they love fertilization. They love the thought of a man and a woman coming together, creating something that cannot talk back. That's what they loved. And so it's about control. How do we control the narrative? We control your body. If we can control your body, then we control everything about you, your moves, your ins and outs. It, It starts there. And it goes back. That's what a religion is when it's not about faith. It's about control. If you look at history, religion... And religious beliefs, cults, it's about control. If they can control you, there's there's literally no way out but death. You know? So I've said a mouthful, you know, I didn't even touch on guns. Jesus Christ. Like I said, this ain't the place for kids. <laughs> After Uvalde, this is not the place for kids. Even before that.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, how many instances of this kind of just grotesque, you know, I don't know assault on children, you know, specifically yep. with these kinds of weapons. Yes, um, can continue. I think, you know, in addition to you know, I totally hear where you're coming from, and regarding just the entire, it's it's like the thing about this whole thing around abortion, and then the situation with guns. It's not as if you know they seem like these are isolated, sort mm-hmm. of distinct issues. And yes, you know. They are they are certainly different issues that are taking place, but they're taking place within a context mm-hmm. that's all about what what I think you were just highlighting, which is about control and perspectives mm-hmm. and whose narrative and who gets to in an, an agency right. and whose values are going to ultimately be applied to the population. I mean, let's just we we'll just get it up. Get it, get it, when it really comes down to it, this is this is an ideological battle, at mm-hmm. the, you know, and really, and I was thinking about that a lot, at, you know, after the ruling came through, and I've been thinking about it off and on, down through the years as different issues have popped up, is that that's where we that's where we are, and I think perhaps maybe that's where we've always been. Yeah, you know, there's this question about oh, well, you know, you hear people talking about well, is this going to lead to a civil war? And I think perhaps that's kind of more hyperbole. Mm -hmm. I think civil war-like, you know, people are going to put on uniforms and start shooting at each other and all Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we kind of are shooting at each other already. And that's been going on. And that not having anything to do with any ideology, the U.S. is just a uniquely violent place. And it's something about this place, because we're not the only culture that has guns.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But we're the only culture... Or at least it appears, nation that supposedly is and considered an advanced nation that c- kills its own citizens at this rate, and so right. what's that about? Right, Because exactly. it's like it's the prevalence of the guns, but it's there's all these other issues that you know that overlap with that, and then combined with this idea of who's who is actually worthy of being in control. And being, and having, I guess the the agency that we assume is supposed to apply to all Mm -hmm. citizens and people in the United States, right? That's the this big ideal that we, I guess, as a nation, we have bought into as something that we are supposed to be pushing towards. But I'm starting to get to the point where I don't even think that that's actually. A goal that everybody shares because uh-huh. i think that there's a not sizable or a, a, a not a, a, I guess i say a, a fairly sizable segment of the population who do not actually share the belief that everybody is part of or is worthy of having agency. This, mm-hmm. I mean, this whole thing with the Supreme Court related to abortion. But the truth of the matter is, and and Clarence Thomas basically just called out the the playbook. He said it right after the mm-hmm. abortion.
0: Yes, he did. It's like,
1: there's going to be all these other things that, that we're you can consider. Yep. Because yep. and basically, when they say cons, quote unquote consider, they mean this is basically what we're getting ready to do. Yep. He just told. He's, he he just, just told you if we and this. <laughs> And if there's anything that's become clear, you know, is that this is this is like serious stuff now. Mm -hmm, And it mm -hmm. it was it was before. It's not like it just got this way. But if you were thinking that this is something that people can just sit on the fence around, oh, I don't need to get involved in politics and all that. It's like you you are involved in politics, whether you want to be or not. Yeah. You're either going
0: to steer the boat or get swept up by it. Or
1: you're going to get swept up by it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people. Even after the draft got leaked earlier, you know, in the month, we're thinking that things somehow we're going to just, and it's like, I hope that, you know, Mm -mm. I hope that this shocks enough people into realizing Mm -hmm.
0: that,
1: you know, we may not be in a shooting civil war, but ideologically, that's the civil conflict Mm -hmm. has never ended since the beginning of the country. Since, you know, we went through the civil war. And actually, had all of the, the the actual a an actual conflict in which people were dying and all mm-hmm. of that, that may have come to an end, but the ideology, the ideological struggle and conflict has mm-hmm. not gone away. That's right. And if anything, it is even more pronounced. So, you know, <laughs> I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I think it just bears repeating: is that. The only thing in the middle at the end of the day is roadkill. You need to pick. You're going to have to get yourself together and decide what are your values. Because, you know, we've been talking a lot about that because, I mean, it's getting to the you're going to have to decide what you're about because and start acting on it. And Mm -hmm. that means voting. That means supporting structures and institutions that because if you're not going to do it. Right. It's going it is it is going to go. You know, it's the, the conflict will be advanced by those who are diligent mm-hmm. and dedicated to advancing their cause, which right. I have to give it to those on the on that side of the argument. And give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. They worked it for fifty years. Let me tell you, got, a long they, game.
0: They got what they wanted. They got yeah. what they wanted. But that's what cults do, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They wear you down. Mm-hmm. They, they they start with the long game, they inch by inch. They know who to target first, they know who to bring in. And mind you I don't see nobody on the Supreme Court that can have a baby. That's a baby baby bearing age, you know what I mean? Or even baby bearing gender. Okay? Like I'm mm-hmm. just like looking at them like y'all are far away from the decisions that most women have to make. And mm-hmm. so that's that that just kind of gives me some pause like man, these people are retarded. But this is this is what <laughs> I think about the cults like jim jones and you know in my opinion the nazis were a cult anything that is like group think mm-hmm. uh, which unfortunately is almost like a lot of churches and i go to church well before the pandemic but after the pandemic i was like i don't know but <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. i just really feel like you got to think for yourself you can't and they the pilgrims and the puritans started this country well came over inhabit a country that was already inhabited Because they were running away from a religious persecution. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's the same people and their descendants that are putting this same. Humans are stupid. That was the name of our last (laughs) podcast. But Humans are stupid. You're doing your you are doing the same thing that your ancestors were Mm -hmm. running from. You know what I mean?
1: And it kind of goes and that. That's where that question comes up. Right. It's like if you're you're running away from something and then it's like, why are you running away from it? Were you running away from it because you're being persecuted? And and so is the response to get away from it so that you can set up your own version of the same thing where you are supreme, where your ideology and perspective has supremacy? And I think for a lot of people, that's actually what it was about. It's like, I'm not leaving there. I'm leaving there to get away from persecution because I couldn't fight them off right. and get and have dominance. So I'm going to I know that I can't prevail there so I'm gonna go somewhere else and then fight those people off and assimilate them and run them over and then basically set up the same kind of supremacist structure that I ran away from and just repeat the same cycle somewhere right. else. Exactly. And that's what we, that, and that's kind of what I'm getting at about that whole like, mm-hmm. what is the what is the nature and who and, and what is it about And who are we really right? Who are we really trying to and what are we really pushing towards, you know, in this country in terms of what is it that we really think the U.S. is actually about? So is it really about, you know, being this place where everybody has an opportunity or is it actually about some people having opportunity at the expense of basically everybody? That's
0: how we started, (laughs) though. Uh, Somebody wrote that on Twitter. They were like, you can't expect a country that started with the thought of owning people to Mm. really understand that you can't control that that they're not going to continue to try to control people's lives and bodies. That's how we started off. We started off as a country controlling people's life, a group of people's lives and bodies. We bred slaves to continue the workforce. You know, we, we, we took slaves and we did all, um, what did he, autopsies on them, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. for medical schools. We have always been control, in control, not we, this country and their founders have always been in control of someone else's body, mm-hmm. you know. And it's almost mm-hmm. like they can't stop that notion unless you are a, a cisgendered Christian white male everything's up for grabs (laughs) everything everything your body is up for grabs you have no say you have no say and that's that's what is scary and i i try to tell people that i need not to call out a group but this is also on twitter too i need white women to step up i really do and this affects you this point gun violence because it looks like it's happening in any school It's not just inner city schools And and abortion affects you mm-hmm. So I need that group of women That has always teetered between GOP And Democratic To really go to the other side I have no hope for white men I think they're going to continue to vote as they do Because it works for them Honestly everything that the Supreme Court Has issued Does not affect a white man Unless they get arrested you know, mm-hmm. unless they love guns, unless they don't love guns. Right. I guess I should say that or have been victims of gun violence. But abortion don't does not really affect a white male. You yeah. Know? So it, you a know, Christian it, male, I should and, say. And, that,
1: and that's the funny thing that's always been laughed about and talked about over the years is that if men could or had the capability to get pregnant, we wouldn't be having any of this discussion. Right.
0: Right. Oh, right. There, my oh, God. There. We laugh about right. that all the time. We're talking about, like, what? What do they say? Fast food abortion? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Drop-through? I mean, there'd be, like, clinics on every corner next to the Starbucks. I mean, it would, you know, it's not to be, like, crass about it, but I just think the point is 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 that that's what this is ultimately about. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this would be as... Uh, it would be a different conversation, at least, if mm-hmm. if the ability to conceive was... Was um, universal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it and so and then just circling back to what you had, what you're talking about earlier earlier about you know children and guns and being victims of violence. I think that was a thing when the Sandy Hook situation took mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. That was when I think whatever I was holding on to, Ooh, yes, as like a glimmer of you know we're gonna you know we're struggling we're gonna get make some progress and i'm not saying we we can't do that but that's when and seeing and it wasn't it was the event that took place like the actual murder and i don't mean like just you know they died Mm -hmm. it was the way that they died yes right it was just and i don't know some of you all i'm sure are aware of this but if you're not you can look this up there are descriptions they don't thankfully show the pictures but maybe they Oof. should maybe Oof. they should i um, know
0: oh god because of
1: the horrible ways that these children died Oh, that's one right then it wasn't like that was the first time right then there was the the uh, incident outside of
0: Denver, right? What's, mm-hmm. What was that one? The oh, one? Um, long time ago, right? Yeah, um, years
1: years back. Mm, uh, Columbine. School. Columbine. Mm-hmm. So that was that was one uh, another one. Mm-hmm. But I think because it wasn't young children, I think it's easier. You know, it was that was bad enough. Mm-hmm. But but then we started having these these incidents where like kindergartners are involved now.
0: Mm -hmm. And then
1: you had, you know, not too long before, I think this was before Columbine, right? You had the Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. issue and there were children that died in the daycare center in there too. And it's like these, once you get to the point where you can start eviscerating children and Mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything, that's the thing that, that's what really got me. It was the event and then the reaction to it and to hear some of the vitriolic and just grotesque things that people yes. said about the families of those people yes. like they were making it up or something or they were just doing it for attention and mm-hmm, all that and mm-hmm. you could fix your mouth to say something to like say that. that and these were politicians mm. that were saying it and then they got reelected. so that yep. indi- that's an indictment on the on the population too mm-hmm. then it's like okay this isn't just a few bad apples oh, yeah. out there right this is this it's is a crop them. this well it's in you know this this, again it's like it's a it's a sizable por- portion of the population at this point it may be a minority of mm-hmm. the population quote unquote but it's a large minority it's right. enough that it can affect the politics and continue the cycle and essentially what what those who ascribe to this kind of extreme I'm just going to use the term extreme rightism
0: mm-hmm.
1: is, is that I think the 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 issue is is that there's a willingness to go as far as they feel like they need to mm-hmm. irrespective of anything.
0: Right. 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 And right. so
1: you know, I don't know. It's it was just it's been you know, and these and as these things continue to happen, mm-hmm. it's as if it's as if um, the humanity is no longer, and that's the thing that gets to be scary. Is like, right? They're seeing their opposition. They don't care anymore about if you don't. Once you get to the children part, mm-hmm. that's when it's getting to the point where we're no longer. It's hard to, to have a, a constructive debate with people yes. at that point because it's it's become existential now. Right. It's become an existential conflict. And the the ideology is so f- extreme that it's beginning to pose
0: mm-hmm.
1: a threat to existence. Right. And so, if anything that I'm saying from my perspective, as we're having this conversation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to any uh, to people who are listening, if you once again, if you thought that this was something that wasn't going to affect you somehow, it is going to come down your street one way or another at some point in the day of just sitting on the fence is over
0: right right you're gonna have
1: to make a choice about it how you're going to deal with the situation because it's abortion this time yeah they did a little bit of something in congress the other day that seems to you know you know help a little bit with some gun control or something but that ain't really gonna do anything that's not that's just that was nice handshaking Mm -hmm. and stuff but That's not going to go anywhere near doing what needs to be done to bring some sanity to that situation. There's the gun violence. There's all the racism and Mm -hmm. ignorance and all that kind of stuff. If it's not one thing, it's another, right? So, you know, don't think, you know, I think black people for a long time, we've been talking about this kind of thing. And I'm sure other communities have too. I'm I'm not just saying it's just black people, but... I think that others are starting to understand that this stuff is all interrelated. It's not like it's racist stuff conversations over here, and then women's rights stuff is this other thing. I think that's part of the reason why it's been difficult to have a a strategy to push back against some of this stuff, mm-hmm. because I think there's so we we're there's so many siloed conversations, right? And that is actually not helping the situation. We're not putting the two and two together and realizing that this is all part of a grand scheme this place is being assimilated if you if y'all are listening y'all like watching star trek Mm
0: -hmm. you know what
1: i mean when i say that right the borg are assimilating
0: (laughs) yes yes so you are
1: going to be assimilated you can either just sit there and let it happen Mm -hmm. or you're gonna have to decide to engage in self-defense and i mean that from a Ideological and political standpoint It is you. It is time If you weren't doing it before You have got to start getting involved
0: Right Because right.
1: your children
0: mm-hmm. are
1: on the chopping block
0: Exactly
1: <laughs> At this point you are on the I mean you're All of us at this point After I saw that you start putting it Two and two together and all of mm-hmm. that It's like there's no safe place There is no place now that has not been shot up right Yep. schools, churches, synagogues, movie theaters, people right. at the gas station, this
0: grocery home. store. Grocery I mean, you store. can't I mean, go anywhere. Matter. Can't go anywhere. That's what this go guy home. said on Twitter. <laughs> he was like, "Can you believe abortions were banned before AR-15s?" I mean, that's exactly. I've been looking at some of these, you know, pro-life, and I'm like, "Where were you when all these kids got killed?" Mm-hmm. If you in if you uphold life, God is he was like bring all the children to me honey he was there are kids here there are kids here being abused being killed being beaten i mean and you don't care you don't care trust me i'm my kids are in a school where most of the kids are in a low economic bracket right um and they don't care. We, I think we got one social worker that circles around to like three, four, five mm-hmm. schools. I right. see children walking in in the morning. It, it is cold outside. It is about 30 and they have no jacket on. Mm-hmm. And they're walking in late. You know why? Because ain't nobody at home. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? You don't care about the cho- The children we have here today are the ones that we the world is raising, apparently, that are not going to be equipped to be good citizens. They're going right into the pipeline. They're going right into the pot. You're not teaching them anything about life, about how to get a car, how to get a house, how to make it in this world. You're teaching them unnecessary things. So we do not care about the children here. In my opinion, God is like, you don't even take care of the ones that are alive. I feel, I've feel i always felt like this. My mom, we always say this. Send the, the cells, the baby, the fertilized, ed, send that back to Jesus where it belongs. Because y'all don't do a good job with the kids you got. They're in Mm -hmm. foster care. When they do get adopted, they get uh, adopted, and the family don't want them, so they just send them back. I mean, it's all kind of horror stories with adoption. Everything is not sugary sweet. You understand what I'm saying? And most people cannot afford to adopt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not And the kids that are people deem unwanted or have, more, have a brother or sister or sibling, and they don't have families, they end up in foster care, they get split up. It is not a sweet story. I feel like God is like, get your shit right here with the kids you have that are alive and breathing with two eyes and nose and two ears and two hands and feet. Get things right for them before you go judging the ones that haven't even made it here. That are not yeah. even... A human yet mind you everything fertilized looks the same a toad tadpole a snake all of it look the same before probably like 20 weeks <laughs> you know what I'm saying everything mm-hmm. looks the before same that, start before spinning. they start before they start clumping together mm-hmm. and making actual systems you know mm-hmm. what I mean but again this goes back to people not understanding biology and refusing to do so and people rather being in a cult and everybody being on the same page one thing that I found interesting on social media this morning mm-hmm. was that Donald Trump they said that he who kind of brought all this on that he was they they knew what they were doing this this movement they used you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum to care, you know to get the masses together but he said publicly he praised the decision they said privately he's like this is not good guys this is not good it's actually going to upset your suburban voters and I said, by God, is Donald Trump smarter than the rest of these fools? He said, they said, and it was just on the Washington Post where they were saying privately, mm-hmm, yeah. he, he's like, I don't think this is a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know what? Take it from the showman. <laughs> Take it from the person that loves media attention. He could write a book, if he hasn't already, on media attention and how to get movement started. OK, this man is a charlatan. OK, charlatans know. They know which way the winds are going to blow. They know how to get people on their teams. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, that is bad if Donald Trump (laughs) is Mm -hmm. telling y'all, oh, this might not be too good. Because think about it. Again, this goes back to what I said. When they say suburban people, they mean white people, white women in the house that usually just vote with their their husbands, Mm -hmm. that go to these big mega churches. And don't know anyone else that look, that doesn't look like them. Very, very myopic. Very, very closeted. Very, very, I don't see anything but white people. And that's what is right. You know what I mean? But I guarantee you many of them have been in marriages, relationships, uh, adultery with the pastor. <laughs> where they've had to consider. You've seen these big churches where it comes mm-hmm. out that the pastor has been having sex with everybody from the uh, uh the choir director to the usher you know what I'm saying and abusing everybody Mm -hmm. abusing everybody
1: yeah and they've had abortions
0: yeah and they've had abortions they've
1: had them yeah and now they'll and see this is the thing that's that's, going to be interesting is that they'll keep carrying that party line Mm -hmm. and then they'll drive to the other state and have an abortion
0: and have an abortion And, and then
1: do it anyway so it's that inequity will get intensified now here's the thing though you know this is why i keep harping on this whole thing about you know everybody needs to think about this and understand that it's not just about abortion everybody's everybody's is on the line and by that i mean that it's not just going to be this. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the of a sequence of things that I think are going to start to happen. Mm-hmm. The first part is this, right? This makes this sends the the issue of abortion back to individual states to quote unquote work right. it out. But don't think that that's the end of the of the process because the next thing they're going to try to go for is to get abortion outlawed at the federal level, yep. which will which will ban it everywhere. all the way so do think that that's not the intent oh they're yes gonna, they're saying that they you know they've been asked you know they commentators have been asking them well is that your next goal and of course they quickly say oh well that wouldn't be that would be a, you know it's like you're, you know it's like come on now you know that that's what that is the that is exactly what your intentions are right and that's part of it Affirmative action is is on the chopping block. No,
0: yes. Title
1: all the title title nine nine protections and all that they're going to title one all of it scale back um protections that are part of the civil rights act. I bet you know so don't think it's just one thing, and not to mention that gay marriage will be is definitely on that list.
0: Exactly, and again, this is they'll
1: they'll probably hit that hit at least two or three of these before the year runs out. It
0: (laughs) is. It is. I I have my own faith and I've never had the desire to push that on someone else because I don't want the opposite. I don't want anybody pushing their faith. The same people, and this is a unpopular opinion, the same people that don't want to that want to restrict everybody's um, rights and want to push their faith on someone else are the same people that won't answer the door when Jehovah Witness come knocking. Trust me on that, okay? The same people. You don't want nobody coming and prophesying in front of you, on the train, in your car, putting stickers, doing handouts. You go to church every Sunday, but you don't want nobody doing that to you. You don't want the, the, uh, the black Muslims passing out papers to you. But yet you, you want to push your faith on someone else. That's the thing that I'm like, You got so people got so much they need to deal with in their own life. You ain't got time to worry about nobody else. Let your life be an example. People will see what you're trying to do. That's what I was taught. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of worrying about what somebody else is doing, let your light shine. Let your life shine and let love come first. And I've always said that, on this podcast, humans just do not know how to love each other anymore. And that'll be our downfall. That'll be how we get kicked off earth. Because we, and we will destroy ourselves. We don't know how to enact the simple tenet that most religions, most faiths that have come through this earth. Hinduism, Buddhism, Confucianism, Christianity, Judaism, um, Islam, love we don't even know how to do the basic thing and that's why we're gonna get kicked off earth we're not gonna make it to mars trust me (laughs) we're not and if we do it'll be a different version of a human it won't be it'll be like android and human mixed together what we see now not gonna make it it's not sustainable you know what i'm saying
1: battle star galactica (laughs) exactly
0: exactly and so that's that's what's so like frustrating but i really need I really want men to speak up. I, I think it's important for these Christian men, and I, in quotes, to hear from other men, you know, that, no, this is a woman's right. I actually benefited from someone having an abortion. And we're not talking about aborting babies at, like, six months. No, nobody does that unless they have a stillborn child, and they have no other way to get the child out other than that way.
1: mm mm-hmm, Right
0: we are talking about and like that's the other thing most people didn't know there was a person that on Twitter that was did reproductive classes with her teenage students you know when you find out you're pregnant you're already 5 weeks cuz the the when they time pregnancy it is they first day of your last period menstrual cycle the first day that that egg is about to drop out the fallopian tube right and then sits there for about a week or so and then if you have sex the sperm comes up boom you're pregnant by the time you know you're already 5 weeks you know and some women continue to have their their period so they don't even know that they're pregnant i've mm-hmm. had i had a cousin whose period continued throughout her entire pregnancy It didn't ever go away, Mm -hmm. you know, and this nuance is like that, you know, that people just don't understand the human body, you know, so it it is, and that comes from the shame of sex, the shame of bodies. Mm -hmm. We shame Mm -hmm. our body, and that comes from religion. Mm -hmm. Victorian times, cover up, you know, when somebody dies, dressing all black for like a year, (laughs) you know (laughs) what I mean? We have not shaken that stuff off. You know, it's just the shame of a body, the shame of sex. You know what I mean? Nobody's telling, like, you know, 10-year-olds to go out and have sex. No, there's a time and a place, and just like any other animal, a human enters puberty, right? And that's when you, you know, as parents or, or educators, you start talking, letting people know what's happening with their body. It's not shame. It's education. And you'll have less People walking around just not knowing how things work, and maybe if people knew how things work, humans wouldn't make these decisions and and have these consequences. You know. Anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, abs- absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty, but I mean, we we talked about that, and and I'm sure we can beat that with a stick. Um, but current, that's just a smidgen of the current events. Uh, you know, we have everybody's putting Clarence Thomas's picture next to uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character on Django. And I, I cannot say that better. You know, he <laughs> reminds me of that person uh, on the plantation that would tell on everybody and love mm-hmm. the master. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's,
1: it's, it's Stockholm syndrome. It, it
0: really, it really is. This man has been a tyrant to most of the women he's come in contact with. If we had to do anything else, Thirty-five years ago, or thirty years ago, believe Anita. We should have believed. And you
1: know, it kind of makes me wonder sometimes. It's like, what happened to you? Yeah. Like, what happened yeah. to you when you were younger that you?
0: Yeah
1: Have a you know you subscribed, and I'm not saying that you know we don't there aren't varying perspectives within the black community because there are. I'm just saying that there's a there's one thing about pers- there's different perspectives, and then there's a specific kind of. Aggressive mm-hmm. kind of adherence to a particular perspective,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: yep. um, almost to the point of like it almost sometimes feels like there's a, a something that's tr- that's trying to be proved. It's like you're trying to uh, to prove mm-hmm. just how far to the right you can be, and it, you know, and it's just you know, I wonder, I do think, and, and, and you know, Clarence Thomas is from. Georgia.
0: Is yes. oh, yeah. he? Yes. Slave. Just he, a straight I be-
1: slave. If I'm remembering correctly, he is I believe he is Geechee.
0: Oh, law. Jesus.
1: Either Gullah or Geechee, you know, part of that, that culture. And I've always wondered kind of like how did that happen? And I know that, you know, when they ask people in those communities about <laughs> him, you know, they don't like to talk about him. that much mm. Because, you know, Of some of the things that he said and done but I I do think that perhaps because those communities were very Mm self-sufficient that maybe he internalized that perspective as you know that's how he that's maybe how he's interpreted his perspective as we have to do for ourselves kind of thing but I mean yes like yeah but everybody I I think black people have always had to to do that anyway not necessarily you know um I don't know, adopt certain kinds of perspectives along the way. I think that's an interesting story that it, that bears some investigation as to, like, wonder what happened to you.
0: <laughs> I think, I, I, you know, in, in the, the Gullah Geechee community is a direct descendant of Igbo people out of Nigeria, right? They uh, got left on those plantations on the coast of Georgia, South Carolina, I think a little bit of North Carolina, too, um, because, you know, after the Civil War, the plantation owners was like, bye-bye. And they were and also even before the civil war because malaria was so bad they were able to um you know all the you know the owners was like oh they kind of let the the slaves just kind of stay there and um really like um i don't know like manage themselves almost you know they was almost like distant uh slave owners mm-hmm. or whatnot sorry for the
1: Oh, noise I'm in the sorry.
0: bag but that's the landscapers but yeah that I, I honestly think and I might be completely wrong uh a lot of the women in Gullah Geechee communities are very prominent because of their basket weaving yep um and they would go out and they would be merchants and they would sell them in the city and things of that nature I might be wrong but I see them as a very um matriarchal society you know the mm-hmm. m- women are very prominent in that society i think i've never it? heard anything about um, yeah. his dad i yep. think he might have grown up without a dad um it would not surprise me you know i just think that he has he does show uh kind of like an attitude of um i, I don't know hatred towards black women I see that. I completely see that. You know what I mean? I I might be wrong and I'm okay if I am but uh, women in general you know, my mother and I said something too he may be closeted. He might be gay and I don't know, hate himself, you know, because how, how can you go from abortion rights to now, you know, because he and Jenny don't seem to be very religious. She does not come off as a religious person. She comes off as a fanatic. She was in a cult once, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I heard about that. Yeah.
0: She was in a cult once, too, but she doesn't come off as, like, devout. I guess that's what I, she doesn't come off as, like, a Amy Cohen Bryant, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. So I'm like, is it religion? Thomas has never come off as like oh i'm a godly person never come off like that always came off as just kind of like an uncle tom sorry that that's i mean just...
1: i mean and that's always been how i think he's been viewed mm-hmm. um, he's from pinpoint georgia which is near Pin- savannah pinpoint, and, georgia mm-hmm, that's down there oh, Actually, it's, Lord. the irony is so isn't that interesting oh. you have Clarence Thomas from generally that area, and then you have Raphael Warnock from a wow. area not that far from there. Wow! And to have such polarized and polarized different. Yeah, Chatham
0: different County. There we go. Mm-hmm. So Chatham
1: County. Yeah, yeah. Pinpoint mm-hmm. is out there.
0: That's all slaves. <laughs> I'm looking but at. It's, it, is it? Yeah. Is not, not too far from um, Wormslow historic site? Wormslow, I believe, used to be a plantation. Uh, site um, mm-hmm. or whatnot. And it's so a,
1: it's definitely part of that.
0: Butterbean
1: Beach. We <laughs> know what
0: they used to pick over there. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Definitely, yeah. That's that's the like my grandmother on my father's side mm-hmm. has connections to that part of Georgia. So okay, and she kinda of, and she spoke with that kind of um, Twain. Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. interesting, and you you kind of have to when she speaks, you kind of have to allow yourself to get into that mm-hmm. frame of mind, mm-hmm. and then once you're in it, you know, yeah. you, could, you know the dialect, you know what she's, you can hear clearly then. But I remember when I come to visit, I'd have to like stop for a mm-hmm. minute, like okay, I gotta let my mind, yeah, like <laughs> totally shift into, and then it's like okay, I got you now, I got yeah. you, but. Um, yeah, it's you know, that says
0: a lot about where he's from. This so says a lot,
1: it's interesting. And I've always wondered, like, what's the backstory there? Um, because yeah. I, 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 I felt like it's probably something really interesting.
0: Yeah, because Raphael Warnock being from that same area, who does he always praise? His father, mm-hmm. his father was very, uh, you know, uh, significant in his life, you know. But that kind of goes back to this whole discussion about abortion. A lot of women are not with men that want kids or they have sex with with men that are not present, that they know won't be present. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, hmm, well, Clarence, (laughs) look at you, your mother, if she, if, if she did not have your father around and she knew he wasn't going to be around, but then she didn't have the opportunity for choice. You see what I'm saying? Like, see how that works? And look how you might have gone through a life without knowing your father and how detrimental that has been for you. And who knows? if he? I'm just speculating here. If he did grow up without a father, what did his mother always say about his father? Did that make him hate women more? You know? Is that where all this is coming from? (laughs) I don't... I would probably, like, run and play in traffic if I had to read anything about that man's history. So I won't do it because I am so... (laughs) done with his ass sorry like he has been getting on my nerves since day one have not liked him at all i mean thanks george bush but waste of a vote complete waste of a vote you know but i also think he's deflecting from the trouble that his wife is about to get in miss jenny Pooh. okay because yeah. jenny Pooh been out here showing all all her colors okay all her colors and mind you these two never had a child together I mean, I don't know if she had miscarriages, but they ain't never had no child again. Does he even have children? And would they even come out and admit it?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, I think that I think that's an interesting question. And the other thing, too, is, you know, we were talking earlier about the, um, the, the, the gun bill, mm-hmm. or the gun policy that was in the state of New York, right? Mm-hmm. That was, um, that was ironically struck down, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that's kind of ironic, right? So we're open to interfering with a a state law that had been on the books
0: mm-hmm. for a long
1: time, right? We're going to that gets struck down, but then we're going to, yeah. You know, it's just the irony, right, of those decisions coming through at the basically at the same time that we're going to send back the control where we had established precedent for. A woman's right to choose gets sent back to states, and then there's these weird arguments that seem contradictory about, you know, whether we want to. You know, they're always using that argument that states are supposed to to have the ability to decide for themselves how things should be done. Mm. And the irony is, is that okay? Well, the state of New York and other states were trying to do that with their gun bills, and you struck them down. But then you'll send this other thing back, which is a which was something that was already established precedent, protecting the population as a whole, not just in one state, for the entire nation. But then you send that back to each individual state. You see what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it's weird. It's like so we do once again. It's about the value structure that's being imposed mm-hmm. on the population. They're gonna do what they feel like they need to do mm-hmm. to get the outcome yeah. that they want. And so as we're, you know drawing to a close today that's the thing i think we want to make sure that we're leaving that with those who are listening is that you can't you cannot sit down anymore not you know if if you've been feeling you know kind of disconnected from the political activities and that kind of thing and and that's understandable you know we're all busy we have things to do but at the same time, this is just as important as paying your taxes, right? you mm-hmm. you got to get to the point where we start thinking about it. Like, this is a a an existential crisis that mm-hmm. we're in, and mm-hmm. it is not going to get any better. Right. There will be multiple additional decisions, not just... It'll be obscure things, too. They were talking about that last night, that there are privacy laws that are wrapped up in the decision-making framework of Roe versus Wade that are now suspect Mm -hmm. right they have now been called and they're they're going to by just logically speaking they're now being called into question given the way the opinion was written it will cause all of that to come into question so you know right you may not be able not only is it about a woman's right to choose how she wants to handle a pregnancy issue there may be questions coming up about how and who you can you know have intimate relations mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. right that was the question they were talking about last night is that that might come up right there are quote-unquote sodomy laws in some states that were outlawed previously that may come back on the books
0: right right that's right? true yep. texas being i one heard that those, mm-hmm. you know. they should everybody should just you know burn it in texas just leave honey it ain't no it's hot anyway you know what i'm saying hot and flat there's nothing there anyway i just <laughs> i really feel like you know i mean there there's a i'm a history buff so i i love to i just read a little bit about clarence thomas he his first wife was black he divorced her in i don't know 84 or whatever and then he married Jenny or something like that. I can't remember. so he has an interesting history. There's a woman. I don't really believe the New York Post, so i don't I don't want to repeat anything that they write. but you're right, you're right. uh, you know, there was a woman that said that she dated him between uh, him her his first wife and second wife, and that Clarence always liked to take baths. He was uh liked to drink alcohol and had a strong love of porn i was like okay i can't read anymore i just can't i can't read anymore you know it's too much it's too much you know it, that's the other thing is like we look at these hypocrites making all these laws and they're like using the laws that they want to ban for anybody else anyway i digress we were also supposed to talk briefly know, right? about um everybody's trying to make everybody come back to work what's that about
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I is that it, about? I think it rolls back up into what we we're talking about nationally. It's all this, all this stuff comes down the to- The
0: patriarchy.
1: It's all about control. Yeah, Everything it's all about control. It ultimately comes down to control, whether it's these, you know, concerns that we were talking about at the federal level. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, given, you know, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, some of the, the stress and strain that we're having in our workplaces right now. And people are leaving because, in part, because mm-hmm. of the, you know, the kinds of strain that's being imposed on right. the workforce, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm. And now there are
1: more options, and you don't have to put up with it.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. And, and we were talking about, and again, this goes back to control, too, you know, about people not wanting transit in their neighborhood. They want it, but they don't want it, right? They don't want to... Uh, do what it takes to have Mm -hmm. transit in their neighborhoods, which is density, which is, you know, taxation. You got to tax yourself. You got to have some local funds, mm -hmm. good street networks. You got to have some good bus service to counter, you know, to have good um, rail transit, things of that nature, good sidewalks, you know. Right
1: away acquisition. Right
0: away acquisition. You've got, (laughs) and you've got to have some leadership, To make some really bold moves. A lot of people don't like all that. That's too much in the pot, right? And so now we're faced with all of these cities that, you know, kind of falling behind the last 40 years with transit. And people have gotten a clue like, uh, I'm not going to sit in traffic, right? And have to pay to go to work. My gas. All this is coming out of my net pay, right? My gas. My transit passes. uh, Parking at work my maintenance on my car when I can do the same thing at my house. It does not make sense. It does not make sense. You know, exactly. and, and I, I think people are starting to realize that. And I just wanted to kind of bring that up today because it's just kind of like, hmm, how are you going to convince humans which, who do evolve that they should come in and do the same thing that they did before? I think people now realize how traumatic those long commutes were for their life for their family, for their mental health. I think they see it now. And I think they're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Like, I can stay home, get, as much mo- get much more done, and be with my family, be with my pets, you know, take care of my life, discover something new about myself instead of sitting in traffic to come to see you. As I told my mother before, this has all got to do with people don't want to come back to bad working environments, trust me. Why would I come back to a bad working environment? And why are they bad working environments? Because companies have set up institutions to be managed by people that should not be managing. So not only do you want me to sit in traffic for two hours to come do some BS work, but you want me to come and be in this work environment that is riddled with problems because you do not know how to choose leaders. You don't choose leaders. You choose the people that are going to suck up. You choose the people that are, you know, going to be over everybody and be like an overseer. You choose the people that, you know, don't have decision making skills. The people that are not going to rock the boat. Well, those people make horrible managers and horrible managers make horrible workplaces, right? And people don't leave jobs. They leave horrible managers, right? And people are not going to drive in two hours sitting in traffic for a horrible manager. So I just want to leave that on the table right there for people that are considering going back to work. Use your intuition on there. There are. This is going to be a paradigm shift. Traditional jobs are actually going to be competing with jobs that offer flexibility. Trust me on that. We are going into a paradigm shift. Humans don't like change, but this is the change. This is it. It's right in front of us.
1: Mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely yeah and and think carefully about what works for you yeah what you works know, and, for you if
0: you, know, you what, don't like your house go to work then <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i mean and, and there may be circumstances where you know and i think this is what we're struggling with too is there are targeted events that, mm-hmm. that may that may make sense to do on let's say on site somewhere it may not right. be in an office it right. might be at a work site exactly We might would be looking at a you know, area that needs to be examined and we can see it better if we're in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? But you're doing it in very selective and targeted ways mm-hmm. so that your time, you know, you get the most out of it, right? I think what feels so crazy sometimes is that you're going into, just like you are saying before, is that you go all, you spend all that time getting in. Then when you get in, you end up on the computer doing virtual conversations. Yes, and and yes. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. I could have said I could have done two meetings in the time it took for me to get here in the first place. Exactly. So it's just that kind of irrational stuff.
0: Yeah, and I had to pay to get in here.
1: And you're right, <laughs> you're burning gas, or if, even if you took the train, you had yes. to pay to get on the train or the bus or something. So right. It's like what what is the rash You know, the logically speaking, I think that's what's I think that's what's hitting people is that that just doesn't make any logical sense, right? right. We're going to come into the office. Let's do something that we can't do remotely. Right. Exactly.
0: It, something that face-to-face, right? If, yeah, you, if you need to do like a, a face-to-face meeting greed, you need to do interviews, things of that nature. I get it. But regular humdrum work? Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's really, I hope cities can reflect. Leadership is not so myopic that they can't reflect on the fact that, hmm, maybe if we made transportation easier, and more accessible and more widespread people actually would say you know what it's not so bad coming into work you know 30 minutes here not so bad i get on the train i get back on i'm able to get to my kids you know what i'm saying but i I know they're not gonna think like that they're just gonna like business as usual it won't be business as usual
1: that's right as long as they they continue that to try to force that there Mm -hmm. will continue to be attrition
0: right exactly exactly and so they're going to have to lose uh, and and understand, you know, it's not working. Just like there's a paradigm shift back in the 70s when women started to enter the workforce. A lot of people resisted. Those that didn't, they they got up ahead. And start hiring women women and realizing that you need men and women on your team. And and these days, you need men, women, trans, binary. You need everybody on your team because everybody has a different perspective. We're all on this earth together, right? We all got a role to play. We all got some contributions that we could give. So, but again, I digress. I'm sure people that are into cults are not into that statement. So let me just stop. (laughs) Again, I should call, we should also call this episode, you know, uh, the, the cult handbook. Like what they, this because we, that's what we've talked about. What they do, this group think, how they start, how they play the long game, how they play with your emotions. You know what I mean? And how they, you know, because most, and don't get me started. We'll start talking here for another two hours. But anyway, is there anything else you wanted to add, Jason? Because I could just. I'm so frustrated.
1: <laughs> oh sure, sure. I, I think I think that I'm sure everybody is grappling with, you know, how things have turned out. Not that it was a surprise and I hope it I hope it wasn't a surprise for folks because I think it's been moving in this direction for a long time. Mm-hmm. But at least this will now help to make it clear just what the stakes are.
0: hmm Right.
1: And that, you know, participating and getting involved. And also understanding more clearly about um, how our system is is set up, I think is something that we all really need to pay much more close attention to so that we can really be thoughtful around how we're how we're actively steering not just our personal our, our personal lives, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also how our lives fit into the community and the nation as a whole. Right. And then maybe as a follow-up, you know, this is something we'll, we we had talked about before as well, and I think this is a, another conversation that we can get into. Is really thinking about, and I think it begs the question: is that as a community, are we a full integrated community as a nation?
0: Right. No. And, the, and I and I
1: think <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think this is forcing some of these these fractures into into start relief right it's not that they weren't there it's just that these kinds of choices and decisions that come down highlight just how different perspective our perspectives are and that there's not a whole lot of room to negotiate around that right right,
0: right. right?
1: you know so that's a, that'll be a topic or you know for a future conversation
0: mhm mm-hmm.
1: but um yeah so i i would just say you know continue to to get involved and i know that for some, you know, for some people, you know, they're this is not. I think this is what they were hoping for, and that maybe they're they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. But for those who have concerns, um, this is a clarion call right. to you know let let this be a guide as we enter into the election season later this this year. And I know that there's been midterm, there's been voting going on already, but um, this is definitely a reminder that from every at every level got to be involved from the federal level all the way down as my grandmother would say from the president down to the dog catcher mm-hmm,
0: exactly You need to
1: be voting
0: you need to vote your values exactly yeah. and you really do and and there's that's the only power you have and that's the only power that people honestly fight for and fight back with you know look at look at is it Colombia just chose a leftist president with a an afro-columbian vice president i'm like how many Latin American countries have had female leaders? How many African countries have had female leaders? European countries with female leaders—not us. That says Ironic. a lot. That says yeah, a lot about it, it is about kind of the
1: irony, right? Because yeah. Because we, we tend to think of some other nations as, you know, being de- you know, developing nations that are in need of support mm-hmm. and aren't as advanced as we are. And yet we have not even been able to cross that threshold yet.
0: Yep, exactly, exactly. So I I implore, just like Jason said, everybody to vote. If you don't vote, you know, just know that when things happen, you had a say and you didn't take that chance. And just because abortion may not affect you, you might be out of your child rearing days. It may affect someone that you know. You never know how things will cross your path. That's right. And, And abortion is not about... Um, you know, somebody just having sex all the time. But even if it is, that's their choice and that ain't none of your business, right? right? So it is, and again, with the guns until it's at your doorstep, that's when you want to do something about it. But have a heart, have some empathy. People are one degree away. Th- these situations are one degree away from happening to you. I'm sure the parents in Uvalde felt like, because I'm sure a lot of them were gun owners. It's South Texas. I'm sure a lot of them voted Republican. I am quite sure of it. But they never thought that would happen to them mm-hmm. Never thought they would have to Bury their child and be a closed casket Imagine how they feel now mm-hmm. Imagine okay. how they feel now So vote like your life depends on it Vote like it's happening to you Vote like it's happening to someone in your family These are not just issues That are just fly by night This is how countries come to change And not for the better right. for the worst and, and again, look at history We are no different. We are no different. We're just ruled by some old white men that, hey, want to stay in power. And they want control because they feel like, hey, our control is slipping. So this is how we do control. You know what I mean? So... I'll just end it with that. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Jason, you know, you and I can like talk for ages on current <laughs> events and talk for ages about transit and the lack thereof. Um, we'll circle back next month with another topic. It may be a guess. Who knows? We've got a lot of things up of our up our sleeves that we're hoping to uh, shell out to you and maybe some some changes um, in the podcast. Who knows what we might come up with this year. It's almost been a year. It'll be a year in July, I believe, but Mm -hmm. it's been a great conversation. And and thank you, Jason, for joining me. And thank you guys for joining uh, another next stop, best stop ride. Anything else you want to end with?
1: Oh, no, I I think you've covered it and we will look forward to our, our next, um, Next conversation.
0: Awesome. All right. Great. Well, everybody have a wonderful week. Try to stay afloat. Do some yoga. Try to find your peace. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. Right, Bye. Care, this train is Bound Creek Station.